0: Hey everybody, C Note here. Long time no listen to Johnny. It's been a little while. Um, lots going on around here, and I kind of put my focus on um, guest posts and working with people. So I haven't really taken the time to just have me talk on here. I've been going through a lot of, a lot of growth, a lot of changes, and I wanted to share that with you. So, yep, C Note here, aka Christian Rivera, and uh, consider this the first episode of Dopamine. Um, I'm going to just kind of like continue it as if it's, you know, transitioning from my last podcast into this one. It's essentially the same show, just a different label. I'm going to keep Anchor uh, with my name and then Dopamine is going to be the official name of the podcast so that people externally can find it through that name. Um, And then I'm going to work on the branding. I've got some ideas and stuff for that. So I've got a lot of projects going on right now. Uh, And and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, There's been a lot of uh, personal growth going on for me. I've done a lot of discovery as it pertains to like the Myers-Briggs personality types. It's really been helping me dive further into my mental health and realize who I am. And in a lot of ways, I've been denying myself access to being myself more than I really think I have been. And that has likely led to a lot of mental struggle. I think now, as I'm starting to lean more into who I am, which is INTP, by the way. If you're familiar with the Myers Briggs, and that's what I want to talk about on this episode, by the way, is the Myers Briggs and what I've learned about it and what I've learned about myself. But I also want to use these intros as a means to let you guys know how I'm doing, even if, um, you know, even even if it's a guest, I have a guest on or anything like that and then i also want to take mondays and maybe fridays also to do updates and talk about topics and just just have it be me again like it was in the past so i'm going to do two podcasts a week of just me at least one at least monday um maybe friday also and then if molly's with me maybe she'll join me on some topics she's currently working right now and uh yeah just the intro will be a little bit updated about what I'm going what i'm doing uh and this episode is going to be kind of a big update of me and what I'm, uh, what I've been going through. Um, I feel really good lately. I feel a lot clearer and better. I think I have a better understanding of my brain chemistry, a better understanding of how I approach life and how I feel like I should naturally be approaching life, and um, just. Just feel like I need to own my strengths a little bit more, and stop trying to pretend to be something I'm not. And I'll, once I dive into INTP, you'll learn a little bit more about that. So, um, projects I got going on right now: swing for the fences. I've still got that first album that I finished. That I was I finished all the instrumentals, or nearly finished all the instrumentals at the end of last year, and haven't done all of the uh, vocals just yet. So. That still needs to be done and I'm continuing to make music and make songs and uh, I'm likely going to collaborate with my friend Nathan to work on another album in the future. And I want to put out some instrumentals and stuff like that um, so that I can just kind of have a stream of just instrumentals under my name, not Swing for the Fences. Uh, and that way people can listen to my music, they can use it for you know, royalty free stuff. Not royalty free because there's going to be license fees, but, uh, you know, I'll get paid for the usage of those songs and stuff like that. So just having, you know, quote-unquote passive income out there, um, you know, every once in a while, a couple bucks comes in and it feels really good. Uh, Rival Design Studio, that's still going strong. I've got a logo I'm working on for a client, and I'm really holding my own a little bit more uh, in terms of my pricing. You know, I'm not just taking cheap um, clients I want to work on some fonts, I want to turn my, my handwriting into a couple fonts, and then do some uh, uh, further my social management, which is really what's paying the bills right now. And that's going really well as also. So um, yeah, I'll just kick off the show. I think the first segment I'm going to, I'll talk about dopamine a little bit, what I have planned for that, um, and some of the books I plan on writing for that as well, and um some of the other ideas behind Myers Briggs, so and that'll be the focus of the show uh, for the rest of the show. So uh, I'm excited to be back doing a little bit more on anchor and um, stay tuned. Let's go. Drums, please. <laughs> Here we go. All right, everybody, officially welcome to the show. Welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Richard Simmons, not confusing. So, I wanted to talk to you guys about um, dopamine, what this project is, what it's going to entail, what I'm going to be sharing with you guys. Now, for the most part, the core tenets of the show are not going to change. It's going to be a show about mental health and mindset as it pertains to productivity and business and creativity, and mostly creativity. I'm gonna to try to pull back from the business side a little bit, because I'm a little bit personally, this is kind of like my fight against the, the, the rah-rah hustle mindset, not that that's a bad thing, I just think there's more to life than that. Uh, I think there is more to life than just business, than just making money. And ultimately, if you could find ways to be happier, to, uh, to, to kind of get level and learn a little bit more about your mental health and to share people's stories about their triumph or current struggles with mental health. I think we can unify people a little bit better and get people into a better mindset day to day, as opposed to trying to push people beyond their natural state and pushing them into mania or to burnout, you know, as much as, you know, for me with cyclothymia that I have, um, it is a situation where I, if I push myself too hard, if I watch too many Gary V videos, for example, i can push myself into mania, make too many plans, and burn myself out. Uh, And when I go into mania, it's scary. You know, it's a situation where I'm more susceptible to substance abuse, um, irritability, generally making bad decisions. So, and I don't think that's very different from the average person. Um, I think my case is a little bit more extreme. Anyone with bipolar is a little bit more extreme. But most people, I feel, have some semblance of that. They get burnt out because they push themselves too hard, for example. Or they get sad or discouraged if they you know, are not accomplishing enough or not feeling like they're accomplishing enough. So this show is kind of a way to make things a little bit more human I want to share informational stuff, I want to share people's stories, but I want it to be interesting. I want it to be interesting for me and for you, because I respond to people a little bit differently. I like to ask questions, I like to learn about how people tick. I'm not so concerned with feelings per se, it's weird, but as I dive into INTP stuff and explain my Myers-Briggs personality a little bit more, a little bit later in this podcast, uh, you'll, you'll understand that a little bit better. So my plan for dopamine is to, I want to do this podcast uh, regularly. I want to have me talking. I want to have guests on and continue to have guests on people who are sharing their stories, sharing their, their struggle or sharing their triumphs, sharing what they're doing in business and how they're helping people. You know, I have some examples Um, this Wednesday. I have uh, Tom and Amanda who are going to be talking about their business working as a couple and there's some mindset things that we talk about in there and it's very useful for anyone who's working with um in a relationship working with someone that they're they're being with and uh you know there's a uh, some shows in the future um another creative there's a couple other uh designers that i'm talking to at some point so there's still going to be some of the design element talk about creativity and stuff like that and then Uh, I have someone on who is Kate St. Hilaire. She's going to talk about uh, introversion and she helps introverts kind of get themselves out there and learn how to be entrepreneurs um, despite their, you know, their, their desire to remain internal thinkers. Um, And there's a lot to break down there uh, and a lot to break down there for me as well. So I'm going to talk probably a lot about Myers-Briggs stuff. I'm going to talk about creativity. We're going to, I'm going to do some videos on YouTube at some point, uh, working on some branding updates, which are going to be pretty dope, uh, pun definitely intended. And I'm probably going to change the theme song as well. I'm not really sure. The theme song is really good. So I might keep the theme song for me and my personal stuff and then change Dopamine's theme song for itself. So um, next, I want to talk about some of the books I have planned. I definitely bit my lip during that last segment because <laughs> I was like finishing last bits of food that I was eating from this morning, and uh, ugh, ugh, that doesn't feel very good anyway. <laughs> um, so along with uh, along with dopamine and some of my other projects I'm working on, Swing for the Fences, Rival Design Studio, and Dopamine, I've got some book ideas that I wanted to write. I've been thinking. I've been doing a lot of heavy research into INTP, which is my personality type, Myers Briggs personality type. And, oh, excuse me, that was gross. I apologize. (laughs) Um, And through a lot of that reading, I'm realizing that a lot of ebooks don't really need to be a set length. I've been reading a lot of really short books, um, you know, 50 pages or so. And it's really making me feel like, oh, I could do that. I have a book that I've been writing for a long time that actually I wrote a draft for maybe like two or three years ago called Shuffle Up and Deal. It's a poker book based on um, sort of, uh, it's like a poker poker player's guide to life in a way. Um, from a professional standpoint, from um, mental health and taking care of yourself, self-care and learning how to navigate the world and realizing you have a lot more control than you think you do. It, And it really requires just some patience and observing. Patience, observing, deploying, you know, tactics and, you know, kind of being on alert all the time in in some ways, but knowing when to take breaks and knowing when to take care of yourself. So uh, I'm still working on that. I have a draft done and I think this, you know, me kind of going into... This, um, this, this search for things for understanding has allowed me the motivation to want to finish it. So that's pretty high on my list of things to finish. I also have a couple books that I've had ideas for that I feel are more attainable now because, you know, for example, Shuffle Up a Deal, I had about 50, 60 pages done and I had it in my head that a book should be like 200 300 pages <laughs> and um, I, I just I, I felt like I already accomplished what I wanted to write and adding more would just be filling and I don't want to do that I don't want to just I don't want to do that in life and I don't want to do that in a book I don't want to just pad things for the sake of padding it I appreciate efficiency appreciate directness and I think that's why those INTP books are so short, <laughs> because uh, INTPs appreciate that sort of efficiency. So, some other ideas I had were a book called Awake, which is more of a story based book. It's a non fiction because it would be kind of about my life, but with some fantastical um, presentation elements. Not fantastical in the setting or anything like that, but just in you know more poetic more um feelings and emotions based uh, mixed in with actual stories of my life maybe not framed as it you know being with my name on it or anything like that but you know kind of retellings of some of the difficulties I've faced based on my mental health struggles and simply being awake is uh, a, a hard thing sometimes so uh it's, it's it's a struggle. Uh, so another book was, uh, I have a title, a tentative title called Who Gives a Fuck? <laughs> and I find that a lot of people struggle with uh, caring too much about what other people think. And really finding that balance of respecting people's opinions, but also realizing that you don't need to deploy them. You don't need to do what your mom says. You don't need to do what your spouse says or wants you to do, Um, you know, but there's a certain degree of respect that you need to deploy in those things, but also um, understanding that you are your own person. You're the person in your life that you're going to spend the most time with. And you need to give yourself the most respect out of all of those things and not push yourself into... Mania, you know, m- mental health struggles often stem from repression of feelings and thoughts and not sharing them properly. So that's kind of what I want to touch on on the, in that book. Um, so now I'm going to dive into the Myers-Briggs stuff. So the Myers-Briggs has been fascinating me for years, uh, but not until... Recently, have I felt the urge to really, really dive into it. And the most interesting aspect is that for the most part, if you've taken the Myers-Briggs test, I think a lot of people get the impression that the Myers-Briggs test is similar to a horoscope or like a tarot reading, that it's just about like feelings and top level baseline, like... Uh, um, catch-all phrases and things that can apply to every personality type. Truth is, there are plenty of overlaps between personality types, but there are also a lot of specifics that really help to serve as a baseline for understanding a little bit more about who you are and how you make decisions, and that's really what the myers-briggs personality assessment is about it's more about how your brain functions how it makes decisions and how it goes about the world not just responding emotionally but how you look at uh, anything that involves further depth and understanding so if you are um uh, an extrovert versus an introvert a lot of people don't understand what that actually means people think that introverts just don't like people and extroverts love people and sometimes that overlaps sometimes that could be further from the truth um, and plenty of introverts desire to be around people but they simply are drained by them by being around people so much they need internal thinking and processing that's just the way they go about it. So that is the difference. If So let's take introvert and extrovert, which is the first letter letter, letter, letter in the four-letter code. Extrovert being people who derive their energy from other people. They think externally. And, and it's not just that they're gaining magical energy from people. It's that they are... Actively communicating with people and processing information and ideas and things about each other socially through external communication and connecting. They may not think so much on their own. You know, if they're by themselves for too long, they may literally not think about much or they may go into a downward spiral and think negative thoughts because they don't have anything new in their brains to propel them forward. And, um, that's kind of the same thing on the opposite end for introverts. Introverts think internally, so we need space and time. And I say we, because I'm definitely an introvert. We need time and space to think, to think about our approaches to life, to think about the information we've gathered, um, in, in you know the past day or so or think about our past or think about new ideas projects abstract thinking depending on how you think internal thinkers we need that space because when we're out there in the world we're not thinking we're not, like we're not if you're in a crowd of people you're kind of too busy dealing with the extrasensoryness going on there's just too much input and it's overloading you, and you're not quickly processing it. Another way to think about it is how quick they process information. You know, extroverts tend to think, some extroverts tend to think faster and absorb information faster and be able to, you know, uh, uh, spit that back out faster. Um, Whereas introverts need time to think, to coalesce, and respond. You know, it's, it's like those people who will respond to text messages quickly versus those who need time to think about what they're going to say. That's a, that's an easy way to think about it. And then there are the others, these other letter types that, um, I'll, I'll break down as well. I thought I was going to fill it all into, fit it all into one segment, but this is a, a, a lot. So, um, yeah, so that, that's, that kind of breaks down introvert versus extrovert. And um, next we'll kind of talk about um, cognitive functions a little bit because that's pretty important about how you can dive further into this and how it will really separate your perception of the Myers-Briggs uh, system. It's, it will really go into granular detail and you'll learn about how you think versus feeling like it's just astrology. So I really encourage you, despite my trying to explain things to you, that um, you go deeper into figuring out what your type is. If you're interested in multiple types or uh, Myers-Briggs in itself, to just like dive in and do different research. If you find out that I typically find so far that. If you're the thinking type, uh, which is the third letter, T versus F, if you're the thinking type, you'll more likely enjoy doing um, deep dives and research, looking into um, reading articles and books, where, or absorbing podcasts or other kinds of media, whereas I think the feeling types will be more people-focused, so they'd rather someone you know, sit and talk to them about it, or watch a YouTube video where someone is telling them about it. Um, Some people will prefer to read versus listen or watch. So feeling types will listen or watch and uh, thinking types will read or listen or watch, less likely to just watch. Um, And there are some different uh, websites. So if you go to YouTube, there's Personality Hacker, which does some really interesting deep dives into uh, cognitive functions. And Personality Junkies, which is a website, also dives into cognitive functions and has some really great articles that break down into more philosophical discussions about each type and the specifics of type pairings. Because you can look at NT types all kind of fit into a bucket, TP types fit into a bucket, SJ, FJ, different types. Combinations kind of fit into different buckets, and can kind of help you understand different ways of thinking. For me, it's helping me understand other people's thinking because, for me, as an INTP, I just don't inherently have—I'm not very good at like recognizing people's emotions and really caring about that um, because intps are described as the warm robot (laughs) so we're very factual very informational and um, we can be caring and we have feelings and we like to express those feelings but they're all coming internally and we're not very good at we're not not the best types to console people we can give you information or tactics or even refer you to someone who would be more uh, um, more loving for you, but us INTPs are just not not good at that. Um, so the other types, so so yeah, learn about who you are and dive into the cognitive functions because that'll let you, that'll help you to determine what your priorities are. And most for the most part, like when you learn how to lean, lean into your strengths, use the auxiliary functions for um, letting yourself. You know, be something else a little bit of the time. I'll I'll describe that a little bit more when I dive into INTP because I think I'm going too deep. But right now, um, the other types, you know, the other three letters basically have somewhat um, specific yet uh, loose—it's hard to uh, explain—definitions of how people think. So, the N versus S, which is the second letter, you know, N is more so describes abstract thinking where s defines more thinking based on facts or previous events things that you're more sure of where the n types intuitive are more likely to entertain new ideas and play in the abstract the t versus f um for the third letter is describes your type of thinking so internal thinking versus external feeling um Fi or Fe, uh, basically, and uh, or no Ti versus Ti Te, sorry. Um, so I have internal thinking, uh, INTP, and then, you know, Molly, for example, she's an ENFP, so she she's a feeling type, and often, often will determine how they think about something based on how they feel about something first. And for the INTP types, that sounds completely irrational, but. <laughs> um, sometimes that's just a way of approaching a problem or a situation and usually that involves you know internal research um, and then the p type versus j um, i'll break that down and then go into intp because yeah, this segment's about the end uh, so the last function i didn't get to was the t or, or the p or j rather um, perceiving versus judging and um, well, actually, I didn't break down what the what the names of for the other ones were. So N versus S was uh, observing versus intuition. T versus F is thinking versus feeling. And now this last uh, the last letter is P, perceiving versus judging. Perceiving is a little bit more about sort of feeling out the situation and being open to new ideas and open to progressive ideas I guess you can say um, whereas judging is a type that is a little bit more set in stone they are very they're a little bit quicker to make decisions they like planning they definitely enjoy being more structured and can depending on your auxiliary types your other types um, can really thrive in structured environments and really appreciate hierarchy whereas p types perceiving, need to be they're a little messier essentially they they kind of bounce from idea to idea and it doesn't mean they're unproductive because i think a j type that's listening to this will be like "Ugh, those p types they'll never get anything done uh that's not necessarily true (laughs) i think those two types together are really helpful because the uh the the p type will help the j type kind of break out of their shell a little bit and not be so strict with their structures and the J-type will give the P-type a little bit more order. Um, You know, it's true that... I, I think what's true to think about for all of these types is that they are a strong definition about how you think, but it's also important that since all of these types kind of have auxiliary functions, they have mirror functions, you kind of think about how to how to improve your weaknesses like for me you know my strength is dominant thinking so i'm a very good thinker i can work through problems very well and i'm definitely a problem solver i'm definitely someone that can um really break down a concept and find all of the connections um intps are kind of interesting in that way um and I'll, I'll go into INTP specifically next to really talk about what I've learned about myself. Um, and my weakness is is the feeling, the external feeling that I have, which is the P type. And I'm not good at expressing emotion. I'm not good at absorbing emotion. I'm definitely good at feeling emotion. I have it. I'm I'm not a robot. I am still a person. I do feel emotions. But um, expressing that can be difficult, and when it does come out, it can kind of come out in a flood of emotion, in a way that's kind of childlike and incoherent sometimes. And sometimes will almost turn off the rational process in our brain. It almost takes over. and really the growth for an ITP or really any type is kind of figuring out what your dominant strength is and what your weakness is and finding ways to bridge those gaps you know finding ways to be a dominant thinker for me and still be a person that considers people's thoughts and emotions and that's why I dove into the Myers-Briggs personality stuff because I wanted to learn more about people Because if I can better identify the type of person that I'm speaking to, I can adjust how I speak to them based on that information. I'm not, I'm not working off of intuition there. I'm working off of data and that data of knowing someone's type or getting a sense of what their type might be, which is part of my intuition. Actually, that's the marriage of those two things. The intuition and the the dominant thinking allows me to make adjustments to how I speak to that person, or maybe realize that this person is not someone I'm going to be able to have a rational discussion with, or someone that I might be able to have a rational discussion with, or to learn more about which situations I need to get out of versus which ones I'm good staying into, and how that affects my mental health in a way. and, and how I approach the world. So um, I'm going to dive into INTP and my learning of myself. So I know I bounced around quite a bit, but I wanted to do that in a way to sort of just introduce you to the terminology, the concepts, and the just give you a sense of the depth that you can go into if you do your own research for your Myers-Briggs personality type or others. Uh, I've been really diving into mine, and I've learned that I'm an INTP, and that means that I'm characterized as the warmest robot in a lot of ways. Um, uh, a lot of sites refer to INTPs as the, the logician, which is a fantastic name. I love that so much. <laughs> um, because we're very logical thinkers, we, base, we, we approach the world... Based on facts and data. Um, examples are that, you know, Abraham Lincoln, Albert Einstein, and Isaac Newton are said to be INTPs. Um, people who take a lot of time to think and they think complex, but they also think abstractly um, and they have a certain sense of intuition. So they can kind of feel and perceive reality and people and also think internally about that and. They kind of don't waste their time on the on the on the little nuances of people like they don't we don't care for pleasantries too much where we would make very terrible party hosts <laughs> um, we definitely prefer to get to the meat of a discussion we prefer to talk about ideas versus people uh, most of the time when someone gets into a discussion about people they start talking about like their family, and who's doing what, and things like that, I check out. I have no interest. Zero interest whatsoever. Um, I can fake it for a little bit, but I start to feel my brain chemistry change, and because of my susceptibility to triggers and um, changes in mood because of my cyclothymia, that kind of helps me to be aware of what situations to get out of, um, and which to kind of stay in and work through. So... Uh, This is just another way for me to understand my brain and how I approach the world. I think for the most part, because I've been in graphic design and marketing, I've felt like I've needed to be more of an extrovert than I am. And that's simply not true. And it's not something you can change. Um, You can't really change your letter. I think you can change it over time, maybe. But I think the core tenets of who you are essentially stay the same i've been an introvert all of my life and i've learned over time to be better at people be to be better at peopling and to be more um to be better at providing emotional comfort and for me that's simply staying quiet i'm not really good at going like oh i'm just not i don't see the logic in that so it drives me nuts <laughs> um but some weaknesses of INTPs are that we will uh, try to provide logic into emotional situations, which is not helpful to a lot of people because they need to feel things. They think differently. You know, sometimes that can be very frustrating to feeling types because they just need to feel through the situation. Um, that's just the way they go through the world. And for me, helping me understand that helps me, you know, to, to be more um, patient with people and not expect everyone to be like me. Uh, and if anything, that feel, makes me feel like I have a superpower. That makes me feel like my dominant thinking makes me unique. You know, INTPs make up only 3% of the population, the fourth rarest type, and um, it's, it's a big deal. If, you know, the biggest example of an INTP, fictionally, two big examples are, um, I forget the character's name, but the lead character on Bones... Um, who is often referred to as Bones on the Fox TV show. And then Neo from The Matrix is an INTP. Uh, There is, if you look up, if you're interested in INTPs, there's a YouTube video about INTPs relating to The Matrix that really breaks down our thinking really well. It breaks down the fact that we feel like we can intuit how the world works, how we see how reality works. We feel like it's malleable and moldable and um, that we can really understand people. I think that's quite literally how Albert Einstein came up with the theory of relativity, because relativity is how we think, is how INTPs think and how I've thought most of my life. So for me, that's that's really fascinating. So um, I'm going to close it out. So all of the Myers-Briggs stuff is incredibly fascinating. I I loved diving into it because, for me, it helped me understand myself in my mental health struggle. It helped me understand that I was trying too many times to be something I am not. And my line of work often involves people. It involves working with clients. It involves... Um, kind of butt kissing a little bit and intps are not good at that we don't like to be the boss and we don't like to have a boss we have authority issues (laughs) we uh like to work alone and we just don't like to follow rules for the sake of following them you know if a rule doesn't make sense or someone's request doesn't make sense then we're gonna fight tooth and nail against it because it doesn't make any sense to us uh we're very rational thinkers and um that is something that I'm very proud of, and I think I need to own that a little bit more. I need to both embrace my thinking side, my intuitive side, which is the the passenger in the, in the car, as it were, someone that allows me to explore and gets me out of my shell, because if I dive too deep into my dominant thinking, I'll become a bit of a recluse, and I'll just be inside reading and thinking, um, because as much as intp is like probably the most antisocial one of the most antisocial types um we still need people in some sense or 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 another but i think through this i've learned that i would rather cultivate my relationships with people to be positive ones and if i'm just working with clients and associating people with negativity with difficult people um, in one shape or another then that is becomes, um, a big problem that that becomes something that I don't want to deal with people. So, um, I I want to embrace people in a positive way. And for that, um, you know, our Myers-Briggs is allowing me to learn more about myself and how to improve that. So that's, that's it. That's everything. That's, that's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. It's helping me to realize that, um, by leaning more into my strengths that I'm not broken and I think a lot of mental health issues come from someone feeling like they're broken especially introverts have a hard time in a very extroverted world where there are expectations placed on us and if we can't meet those naturally then it's a problem and the truth is we are naturally these types you know introverts are not going to change into extroverts and and vice versa that's just not how that works I think you can be better you know, at, at finding tools to, to navigate both situations. But I think ultimately, the way your brain thinks is the way your brain thinks. And the closer that we come to understanding that and not trying so hard to change how we are and then feel guilty about it is going to lead to a lot of improved mental health situations, I feel. Uh, in situations that aren't severe. You know, severe ones are... Are harder to work with but um, and I'm not a mental health professional by the way but th- I'm just talking from my experience you know a lot of the times repression leads to difficulty repression of our ideas of our personality of things that we want to say to people of uh, how we want to be and uh, I think we need to lean into being ourselves more but Sometimes that that involves taking a deep dive because we not might not even know about who we are Um, So I think diving into Myers-Briggs is a good idea if you're a little bit stuck in the world If you're trying to figure out a little bit more about your mental health struggles if you don't fit in if you're an introvert You definitely should even some extroverts who don't understand introverts should dive into this a little bit and learn how to navigate, you know, those situations because it's kind of rude to go to an introvert and say why aren't you talking? That's not cool. <laughs> you know, that's that's just as just as rude as an introvert going to an extrovert and saying why are you talking so much? You know, th- those two lines sound very different based c- culturally, but they're the same. So, I think both sides need to learn about themselves, learn about yourselves individually uh, and each other and uh, so we can learn how to take better care of each other. I love you guys. Hi, my name is Christian.com. I'll talk to you later. Bonus segment and something I just thought about as I was uploading that last one is um, with introverts and extroverts and it depends on the type of introvert and extrovert you are really but for me specifically, for INTPs, uh, in terms of our work and what we enjoy and what brings us the most satisfaction, uh, INTPs appreciate mastery and more intrinsic thinking and more intrinsic notoriety, meaning we prefer people, we prefer, we, we care about our reputation, but we more so care about the value of that reputation and the value of those connections. So we care about fewer individuals caring very strongly about our work and what we do you know we we want to be seen as someone that leaves a mark on the world like anyone else like plenty of people do um we want to do it for our thinking we want people to respect us we want to be appreciated and i think that's very different from a world an extroverted world that 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 finds success in fame in things in um external stuff, which kind of falls more in line with with the S type versus the N type um, for that second function. Um, So kind of mastery of oneself and ability. So I kind of took that as a cue also for me to stop worrying about so much because I honestly don't care about money and fame. I'm not interested in that. I think I was interested in that when I was younger and I had a lot of big dreams of that stuff, but I found that, that that, those dreams were very much the opposite of my natural self. And it didn't make sense for me to have those kinds of dreams. But I think what I wanted really was some sense of respect and notoriety for what it is that I do, which is being a good thinker. And that is what's diving me into doing more of this Podcast, diving into doing some videos about mental health and mindset because I feel like I have a lot to offer in this space, in a space that is oversaturated with, um, with rah rah and hustle and grind and you know all of that stuff. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And motivation is great, but it doesn't work the same for everybody. And especially in the mental health space, I think we need to consider more of the nuances. And that's what I can provide. I can provide the nuances. I can provide. Filling the cracks, you know, I, I'm i good at that, and I think that's my strength and that's what I want to do. So I can do that through voice, I can do that through video, maybe not video as much, but I can do that through voice quite a bit. And I will likely be doing that through the books that I intend to write and articles and stuff like that. I want to share how we can better navigate the world for, for people that are like me, who have had difficulty in their lives Um, feeling like they want to be something but don't feel like they can be something and I think we still can but I think it's about reframing and thinking about what notoriety and respect really means to us uh, and looking at the fact that if we're internal thinkers then internal satisfaction is most important as well Um, and for external thinkers external satisfaction is where it's at so it, it, even if if INTPs, for example, or internal thinkers were able to attain a sense of notoriety, I don't think that, was be, that would be satisfying. I think that search for something will always be there. Um, and that search for something will always be there in some sense or another. There is no end goal to thinking or feeling. There's no final emotion until you die. you know um there there's no state i think a lot of intps will continue searching emotionally for something that is like okay i fully understand life now that's not where it's going to be you're going to continue to pursue you're going to continue to learn and continue to share and that is where your strengths lie and i think that is where a lot of um uh, uh internal thinkers introverts have strengths and um that is who i'll mostly be speaking speaking to um from now on is introvert types and people who are more like me and who can relate to me and my story and um just kind of helping people to embrace who they are and uh go from there because again we can't we can't give into what the world expects of us we have to define the world for ourselves Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to C-Note FM. I hope it makes you want to take over the world or go, I don't know, flip a car or something positive like that. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and give it a good rating and all that good stuff and share with your friends. And uh, let me know how you felt about it. Uh, Go to HiMyNameIsChristian.com to find out more about me and what I do. And uh, I'll talk to you and see you next time.